We're going to have a predominantly guy church on Sunday, so it'll be good. Well, see how good our guys worship, you know. So <laughs> Ryan and Cameron are going to do worship, and so it's going to be. You got to pray for Cameron though, because it's the first time you know he gets to stay home with the baby by himself. So he's got to be a daddy. It's going to. We got to pray for Cameron for the weekend here. So we'll see how we'll see how frazzled he is when he gets up to help Ryan lead worship. <laughs> I love it. Amen. For all of us that were first-time daddies and we did everything, you remember the first time you had to do it all by yourself. That, that was an event. But no, it's all good. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. So anyways, hey, and thank you all for watching. I know my wife's watching, so she's saying, you threw me under the bus. I didn't throw you under the bus. I'm just saying, hey, so what's going on? We love you, and we love all everybody there. We do. We do. We're believing God for good things. Ladies are going to have an awesome, awesome time. They really are. It's going to be a supernatural time for all of them. God's just doing good things, working things out. So we thank God for that. Amen. And we're going to have a great service tonight. I, I really believe that. I believe this message is going to, going to bless you. So let's go ahead. Let's pray. Let's allow God to be God. Heavenly Father, we, we honor you and love you and thank you. And Lord, I just praise you. I magnify your name. You are such a great God. And Lord, thank you for these wonderful, wonderful folks that are here, that love the word of God, that are here on a Wednesday night, that come to hear and to learn and to grow. Lord, we just thank you that as we look to the holy written word of God, that your word will have free course in our lives, it'll change our lives, it'll help us to grab a hold of things and to learn and to draw closer unto you. So, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you that you anoint these lips of clay and let me speak in such a way that you'll be the most seen and the most glorified. Lord, we just honor you. Our heart's desire is to meet with you. Our heart's desire is to hear from you. So we thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Philippians chapter 4. And uh, my title tonight is actually Turmoil to Peace. How many of you know that you can have uh, um, so many things going on, and the enemy is always trying to get us to uh, allow what he's doing, what, what all the bad things that are going on in the earth, or what's bad things going on in our lives, to try to determine how we react? Amen? I mean, it really is. I mean, and we see that all the time. And the Bible tells us things. You know, do you ever read a scripture and you go, man, that sounds so good, but how? That sounds so good, but how? Amen? And so my, my goal is to, is to give you a how tonight. How to go from turmoil to peace. How to go from worry to peace. How to get out of being fretful and anxious and frustrated to having peace. One of the biggest understanding, because when you can get the peace of God in your heart, the peace of God passes all understanding and it guards your heart and mind. That's what verse 7 says. Here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 says this. He said, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Then he tells us what to think on. But one of the things about it, he says, be careful for nothing, which another translation says, don't worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. You know, one of the things about it, when you look at the Word of God, especially in the King James Version, uh, you know, you see these things and you go, okay, how do I be careful for another? How do I don't worry? How do I not worry? Because there's so many things going on. And the people, if you don't worry, then everybody thinks you don't care. Amen? 
They think you don't care. If you're not concerned, you know, then you don't care. No, if you understand faith, you realize how not to worry, but you also understand how to apply the things of God to change worry into faith and to change worry into peace. And that's what this is all about. So we can have peace in the midst of everything. So what we're going to do is I'm going to dissect this. You know, I've got a wonderful friend of mine that's a Greek scholar, and he loves to bring the Greek out. He loves to dissect everything. He loves to do things. And I love to listen to what he says. Um, and so uh, in reading and doing and, and, and going through it, I mean, I have a Strong's Concordance. I have a lot of Greek concordances, so I can look this up. And so I do just to make sure what he's saying is right. Amen. And uh, so anyways, when it says right here, it says, be careful for nothing. That's old King James. But what does the word careful mean? Even what does that word care mean? Actually, it means don't be troubled. How many know there's a lot of things going on that it's easy to be troubled? It's easy. To, and it also means don't be anxious. It also means don't be fretful. It also means don't be worried. And as we look at this, and I'm going to show you, I'm going to give you five things out of this verse that the Greek actually brings out and what it does that enables you to go from worry to peace, but enables you to actually to realize that when worry is trying to bombard you, when things look like everything's caving in on you, that you know how to say, how do I stand? How do I change my perspective? Amen? You know, you know and when you look at that, it's like it means that we're worried about natural things, worried about finances, worried about food, worried about this, worried about all the things that, that the Bible tells us not to worry about. Because how many remember in, in Matthew chapter 6 is all about, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God, Matthew six thirty three. But Matthew six twenty five says, don't take any thought. It says this, I'll read it to you. It says, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet your body, what you shall put on. It is not the life more than meat and the body more than the raiment. And he's talking about things. But that word, therefore, take no thought. When it says take no thought, it's the same word. It says, don't be, you know, right here, that when it talks about be careful for nothing. It's basically saying, it's the exact same Greek word that says, don't worry about it. Say, yeah, but if I don't worry about it, what's going to happen? Well, you got to give it to God. You got to do some things that you have to do, you know. And, and here's the thing about it is, the funny thing about this one here is, is that with the Greek, they always add little extra things to make extra meaning. And with this one here in, in Matthew chapter 6, 25, they add a little bit, they add a little word to the end of that same word that, that is back in Philippians chapter 4. And it literally means that, here's what happens, is, it means that you're already worrying, you're already fretting. So Jesus is talking to people that are already messed up. That ought to make you happy because you're already messed up and now he can help you. Okay? What it means is he's speaking to already people who are already filled with fret and anxiety. Say, well, what if I'm already that way? How do I get rid of it? Well, we got to understand how to get rid of it, how to take hold so that we can get the peace of God that passes all understanding to guard our hearts and mind. You know, he shares things with us, talks with us. Same thing that even through Matthew uh, 13, 22, when it talks about uh, the cares of this world because that's about the parable of the sower chokes the word. It's the same word. It's about worry and fear. How I many know worry it will cripple you? Worry will just keep you in panic. It messes you all up. It causes all kinds of things, you know. But here, when you go down to go to Luke's gospel, if you would, verse Luke twenty one thirty four. Luke twenty one thirty four uh, says this. It says, "And take heed to yourselves." lest at any time your hearts be overcharged. And in the King James, it says surfeiting and drunkenness, which is simply talking about uh, when you get into the care. And then it says in the cares of this life, so that 
a, the day come upon you unawares. And when it talks about the cares of this life and the connection of that, that word cares is the same word in these other places, but it connects it to life. And what it says, don't worry about events. Don't worry uh, about incidents. Don't worry about episodes. Don't worry about these things that are going on in your life. How many know that we've got a lot of events, we've got a lot of episodes, we've got a lot of things going on that we can get so overwhelmed, anxious about, you know, fretting about, concerned about, worried about, that can consume us. Amen? I mean, you know, things that, you know, happen. I mean, life happens. And when life happens, you've got a choice to whether or not you're going to react to it uh, in the right way or you're going to react to it in the wrong way. Amen? And uh, we see that with, with folks, you know, uh, uh, whenever there's the chips are down or when things have just, you know, looks like everything's just crashing down around them and they want to throw up their hands and quit. That's not the time to do that. Now it's the time to say, I'm going to take the word of God and I'm going to do what God says to do about it. Amen? Because how many you know that we've got a savior that's been tempted just like we are? You know, Hebrews 2.18 said he was tempted exactly like we were tempted. He suffered that so that he could help us. The New Living Translation says this. It says, since he, Jesus himself, has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested and tried. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, and that's what I want to get you to do is I want to get you out of worry, get you out of panic, and get you emotionally stable and not emotionally upside down. So I'm going to give you five things from Philippians chapter 4. So go back to Philippians chapter 4 and let's dissect this thing. And I'm going to give you five things here that the Greek brings out. And it it should increase your faith. It should bless you. And the reason it should is because it should ignite you to know, wait a minute. I have a right to ask. I have a right to believe. And I have a right to receive. Thank you for your overwhelming response and excited about that. Do you know one of the biggest problems with, with the body of Christ in a lot of ways, and I know this, is most people don't believe that they deserve what God said they have. And most people don't believe they can come to God in faith, believing truly that God is really going to answer that and that God wants to answer it. Amen? Because everybody has a hard time believing God would love them. Because they know them. You know yourself better than anybody else. So you're like, okay, I know God has to love me because I love God. No, God loves us. The reason you have love is because God first loved you unconditionally. Amen? So here in Philippians chapter 4, when you understand this, I like Philippians chapter 4, verses 6, 7, and 8, because I like that. I like that because I want the peace of God. I know that when I'm worried, I'm taking the cares of it. I'm taking the, the thing. I'm trying to figure everything out. In my mind, I'm always trying to figure out and help God. I know none of you probably ever do that, but I'm always giving God options. God, I figured you could do it this way. If you don't like that way, you can do it this way. If you don't like that way, you can do it this way. Hey, you know, finally God told me one day, he said, listen, he said, listen, I can't do anything as long as you keep making, even if I wanted to do it that way, I can't do it because then you think you got it. He said, you got to have faith. You got to trust me. You got to quit trying to figure it out in your head. You remember my wonderful saying, aren't you glad that God's bigger than your brain? Amen. God told me that. He said, aren't you glad I'm smarter than you and I'm bigger than your brain? I said, man, I am glad of that. But God, you said you would do exceedingly abundantly above whatever I could even ask or think. And you know I can ask and I can think big. So and you're gonna, we're going to do this. But no, here's the biggest key. Going back to Ephesians, or Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, he said this right here. You know, 
in doing this, he said, be careful. Don't worry about anything. But in everything by prayer. Aren't you glad? First, number one thing is prayer. And most people don't understand prayer. Prayer is a dialogue. They don't understand that it's an understanding that prayer and fellowship with God. This word prayer means that you have an intimate fellowship with the Father. That you have, and it actually, even in the Greek when it talks about it, it says this is what you're going to ask somebody that you know and believe can help you. And because you know and, and, that, and you have a relationship, you know they'll do it. Amen? I mean, we see this where we see it, but it's also where you're giving yourself. In the Greek, it just simply means this. It's a wish, a desire, a prayer, a vow. It's that you're giving something to exchange for something. You're going to God saying, I'm going to give you my need, and he's going to give you his answer. He's going to meet that need. God said, I'll meet all your needs. Amen? But you got to believe that he wants to do that. you got to believe that he wants to do that. It means that you're going to come close to God in prayer. You're going to give him all your worries, all your fears, all your... How to, and then, here's the biggest problem. We go to God and we pray about things or we pray to get set free from stuff. And what we're trying to figure out, we want God to do something. Do you know what God does? And if you'll go to God with this first, if you don't get anything else, hit your neighbor and say, you got to listen to this right now. Because this is what will bring life to you more than anything else. Most people go to God in prayer and want God to do and answer their prayer and start looking for the answer. Listen, when you go to God to ask him for anything, if you want to know that God hears you, the first thing you do is you go to God and you give all your worries, all your concerns, all your fears, and you're talking to God about it, is that what do you ask him? You ask him for peace. You say, why? Because when you get peace and you get his presence, you got it. See, Psalms 42 says, you know, it says, why are you cast down, O my soul? You know, why are you disquieted within me? The King James, right? He says, hope thou in God for the help of his countenance. Now, the help of his countenance there in the King James, and the other, but I've got a little like number one or number two there. It says, listen, here's what it actually says in the Greek, that his presence is salvation. See, if you go to God and you're asking and you're waiting to see if he actually heard and answered my prayer, by what goes on around me, is it done, is it not done, is it this, is it that, is it this, you're never going to receive. But if you ask God and you know that you've spoken to God and you've asked him for what you're believing for, you've got scriptures, and God gives you peace, you got it. Because you got his presence. Because his presence is salvation, and salvation is everything you need. His presence is healing, his presence is deliverance, his presence is provision, his presence is everything because he's there. And if God's here, he gets it, but you got to get peace. Amen? So the very first thing is you gotta, when you pray, when you're bringing your needs or you're bringing your worries, you're bringing everything to God, you got to give him all your problems and give him all of you, what your desires. He's going to give you peace. And if you can grab a hold of the peace, wait a minute, I got peace. Because see, I got peace that passes all understanding that's guarding my hearts and minds to receive the end of my faith. Problem is, is that we don't, we don't look for peace. We're looking for answers. But the answer is in his presence. And the answer is his peace. When you get peace, that's when you go, I got it. I said, well, nothing's changed. Nope, but I got God's peace. I got God's presence. And his presence is healing. His presence is peace. His presence is joy. His presence is everything I need. His presence is salvation. His presence is all that I need. It's an all-inclusive word. Amen? Now, this is just number one. I'm going to give you five. I've got four more things you got to do before you get it. 
So hang with me, okay? Don't get lost in, but that's, that's the biggest thing. If you don't get that one, because what happens to people is they're always looking for the manifestation of, or the answer to their prayers. And you know what they're doing? They're looking, how is God going to do it? Okay, God, how? Hey, God, how? How are you going to do this? How? Do you ever read about when Moses said how? Do you ever read in the, in, in the Old Testament when Moses came to him and says, God, they don't want man anymore. Then now they want meat. What are we going to do? God says, okay. And then Moses says, oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to kill all the cows? We got 600,000 men, not counting the women and children and all this. I mean, all and he starts telling God that God can't do it. He says, so how are you going to do this? And you know what God says? How? 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 You watch me. I'm going to get so much meat, it's going to come out your nose. God got ticked. He got mad. Don't ever ask God how. That's a wrong wording. Don't do that. But see, we do that all the time because we're looking. We may not say it, but we're looking. Okay, how's God going to do this? How's he going to do that? Now, see, we've just, the very first thing is understanding what prayer is, understanding what God wants to get to us. See, when you give God all your problems, he gives you his peace. And you know you have the answer to your problems. So quit looking for the answers, and man, get into his peace. The peace that passes, and just know, you know what, I got peace about it, God's going to do it. Well, how's he going to do it? I don't know. But we're going to walk it out. We're going to be led by the Spirit. He's going to direct our steps. Hallelujah. And he's going to show us. And in the process, he's going to meet and supply everything. He's going to bring it. It's all going to come to pass. Amen? Amen. Now, let's go to the second thing that he talks about that's in this scripture. Hallelujah. And the reason being, and the second one is, he said, prayer, look what he says, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. I used to never understand that supplication stuff because it talks about intercession and supplications in other parts of the, the Bible. And in the Greek, when it talks about this, supplication simply means fervency. It means that you actually mean it. Amen? He said prayer and supplication, which actually means that you're not going to take no for an answer. You're going to be like that lady that came to the unjust judge and says, you better avenge me. And, she, and he said, I don't fear God. I don't fear anything. But this lady ain't going to never stop. I got to do what she says. Amen? You know, you know that's in, in Luke 18, right? 18, 1 through, through 5 there, from the 6 and stuff. But we look at this. Supplication means this is somebody who says, hey, I've got lack, I've got it, but I am going to strongly plead my case. I am going to earnestly appeal, and I'm going to earnestly desire for God to do it. I'm going to go after what he said I could do. Amen? Amen? Probably the best one about this is James 5.16. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. That word fervent is supplication. Same word. Fervent prayer, heartfelt. See, a lot of people, they do a lot of praying and they're doing to God, you know, and they're just trying to, you know, take ease instead of really to know, God, I'm going to take hold of this. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to stand my ground. Amen. I'm going to be sincere. I'm going to get very bold. Very bold. And you know, that's what happens, especially with churches like ours, because we are, we believe God. We have faith. We're believing God. We're exercising faith. We're, we're talking what Jesus can do for us. We're very strong in believing that what the Word of God says. We're going to believe it. We know what the Bible says, so we're going to say it. And we're bold in saying it. 
And so a lot of other people that are not uh, in the same persuasion that we are or in the same attitude that we have, they want to get very religious and very pious. And they want to say, yeah, but you got to understand, you, it may not be God's will. I say, yeah, but I got God's will. He said it. Yeah, but you, you know, that doesn't, you know, you don't know that. You don't know if that's going to be like, say, wait a minute. If, 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 he, if we can't take this word, you know, we're basing our life on this word by John three sixteen that God so loved the world. If we're basing our salvation, then we should be able to base it on everything else. Amen? We should be able to receive it. Hallelujah. It's because one of the biggest things, you're not very, many people are not very bold to believe that God will move on their request, on their behalf. And then we get, we get, you know, people start saying, well, you guys are demanding of God and you're doing this. We're not demanding of God anything. We're honoring God by taking his word at what he said and believing that he actually said it. Do you know how dishonoring it is to God when people come to beg? And when people come not knowing and God's like, here, here. And they're like, I just don't know. I just don't God. I really want you to do it. But, and they won't reach out and take it. I mean, that's like somebody coming up to the table and you've made them this beautiful dinner and they're just, oh man, I just wish I could eat that. I just wish I could do this. And they got a fork. And you're like, you big baby, get the fork and eat it. What's going on? I'm not going to feed you. Come on. But people, because they want to be religious, want to do these things, you know, hallelujah, that uh, they're not very bold in the aspect of believing God and asking God to move on their behalf. Amen. And a lot of folks are afraid to, to go to God and tell them how they feel and what they want. I mean, I mean, you have to realize Jesus and, and, the, and the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father God, the Holy Spirit, they're my best friends. I mean, they, they, I, I love them. I, go, I mean, I go to them all the time. I, I, I go to the Father in the name of Jesus. But man, I ask the Holy Spirit to help me, to, get, to guide me, direct me, strengthen me. I mean, I just, but I, when I go, hey, God, you said this. We need to see this happening. You said this. You know, and this is not going, what do we need to do here? What am I doing? What's going on? I'm coming to you with supplication. I'm coming to you. And it's a heartfelt. And I'm not going to take no for an answer. But here's, here's the key too. Let me give you number three. What we're talking about. Number one is prayer. Number two is supplication. You got to have a heartfelt desire. Everybody wants to play church. Amen? It just seems like they want to go through the motions. And they're going through the motions doesn't work. Because tests and trials come to all of us. Amen. There's tests and trials. Just like we said there in, over there in, in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 18. It said, yeah, Jesus was tested and tried less so that he could help us walk through our tests and our trials. Amen. And, and you're gonna, but you've got to take the word of God to change things. Hallelujah. You've got to take the word of God. Hallelujah. To change To get you out of worry and get you into faith. Because when you're in faith and you're in peace, it's a rest, and God will supply the need. God will, hallelujah, meet the situation. God will take care of the problem. Amen? But we got to get very bold in it. Third thing is this. Notice what it says here. It says, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. Now, look at the next little phrase. With thanksgiving. That's a cool word. It really is. It's a cool word in the Greek, too, because when it talks about that, you know, God, not only does he expect us to be bold in what we're doing, but he also expects us to thank him for he's being good to us. The same desire that you're praying and asking God to do something, you better have the same desire and emphasis and the same boldness in thanking him for doing it. 
Because if you don't, you don't receive. And people get, well, what are you doing? You're, nothing happened. Why would you do this? Because God tells us. He said, do it, pray, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. We still have nothing's changed. We haven't received anything, but boy, the glory to God, we're getting there. See, because thanksgiving denotes your faith. Thank you for your overwhelming response. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. You are believing and you are honoring God. You are loving him. And you're just thanking God. You've got an earnest, heartfelt desire for asking God to do something. But you're also matching it with your earnest, outfield desire. Thanking God, knowing that he will do it. Amen. Even before it's ever done. I wrote it down like this. Even though the request has only just been made and the manifestation is not even evident yet, it is appropriate to thank God for doing what we have requested because thanking him in advance demonstrates that you believe and you have faith that he is doing, that he is moving. Amen? You know, see, if we, you know, we, we, when you're earnestly asking, you better follow it up with earnesty thanksgiving so you can receive it. And God loves faith. He loves when you're excited that God's going to do this. He loves to know that you really truly believe that what you've said according to the word of God changes everything. Amen? And here's the thing about him. Like, and I want to kind of go this way here because people think, well, if you ask God, you're just trying to manipulate him. You're trying to look, look at him as being uh, somebody you can uh, push over. No. We need to understand that when I come to God, I come to God with honor and respect and awe. I fear the Lord. I have a love and a respect for him and an honor, but I also know that what his word says, he wants me to believe. He wants me to bring his word up to him like a mirror. He wants me to honor his word because that's what he said. There is no greater joy, like the apostle John said this in 3 John. He said, I have no greater joy than to know that my children walk in the truth. God has no greater joy than to know that we take his word and we actually believe it. Remember what Jesus said about the centurion's faith? Hey, Jesus, you don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word only. Jesus was like, woohoo, somebody got it. And it's a centurion. It's, it's, you know, it's a heathen, but he got it. He's got more faith than all of you guys talking to his disciples. He got more, more faith than anybody. This is, I've never seen great faith. He's got it. Hey, yeah, somebody got it. There's power in the word. That's right. Somebody got it. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, what happens is, is that we want to cry out to God, just kind of do a little bit, instead of taking the word of God, grabbing a hold of the word of God, taking these things and say, Lord, here it is. Let's lay it out, and I'm going to believe you for this. Here it is. I love you. I love you. I love you. Hallelujah. Because of your great grace in my heart. Amen? Let's give the fourth thing here. We're going to go through this, but we're going to get you to get it and see it and, and encourage you. You know, because he goes on to say this, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer, supplication, thanksgiving. Then he says, let your requests be made known unto God. Let your requests be made known. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And this is your request. And these things here, when you, when you understand this, this is the word ask. And when you ask, wow, great things begin to take place. And I love this. When I looked this word up and I was looking and I had commentaries and I looked up the, the friend of mine who's a Greek scholar and does things. It was so cool because this word ask, and here's what he wrote. He said this. He said, 
This Greek word destroys any religious suggestion that you are a lowly worm who has no right to come into the presence of God. This word means for you to be adamant in requesting. And he said also, this is what he said, I'm not, he said this word also means that you are demanding assistance to meet the tangible needs such as food, shelter, money, and so forth. It also portrays a person who insists or demands that a specific need be met after approaching and speaking to his superior with respect and with honor. Which simply means you've got a right to ask. You've got a boldness that it's you. So you, you've got a right because of what the word of God says. It belongs to you. Amen. Which does away with you thinking, yeah, but I'm not this or I didn't do that. Hey, if you're born again, you qualify. See the, see, the problem is you don't know what it means to be born again, what it means to be a child of God and all your rights and privileges in that. You're part of the family and you can't get kicked out. You can walk out, but you can't get kicked out. And you can't be denied your privileges because you're in the club. Amen? You know, one of the greatest things that I ever, what really was a blessing, my kids, you guys know Adam and uh, Jackie, and then, of course, you know, Aaron and, I mean, no, Adam and Kelly and Aaron and Jackie. We'll get them right there. We don't want to get them, the spouses messed up there, because I was thinking both things. But Aaron and Jackie, when they, uh, you know, they have, they have four boys and one girl, and they adopted the girl, okay? So, because, uh, you know, they figured they were, not, were gonna, don't want a chance to again have five boys. So, anyways, and I don't blame them on that. But anyways, so they adopted Taylor. So we went down for the adoption, and it was so cool, because the judge here in town was so really good. He just, he talked about it, and then he just really, but then he went over and over it with, with them, and we were in the courtroom with them. And he said, listen, you have to understand that when you adopt this little girl, you need to realize you can disown all four of your boys. They don't get any inheritance, but you can never, never disinherit her, ever. The law says no, whatever, because you're adopting, you're picking her, you're adopting. She is, can never be disinherited. Amen? Same thing with, with Adam and Kelly when they, when they their, their, their five that they adopted and uh, everything. It was just so cool to hear and to do that. I thought, man, just reminds me of Romans chapter 8 when it says we've been adopted into the family of God. Amen. Hallelujah. That we'll never be disinherited. <laughs> we can't be because God chose us. He chose you. You accepted him, but he brought in and we've been, we, we, we got the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba Father. Amen. Hallelujah. I can't get disinherited. I'm part of the family of God. So I've got a right to ask and I can come boldly into that and I can express that I come into and here's the thing about it. Here's what else he said. I love this, what he said. He said, it also expresses the idea that the one who's asking has a full expectation to receive. He has a full expectation to receive. He's not even, because he knows he has a right to ask, he's asked, but he totally believes and he has an expectation to receive. That's what this word says. He's like, I've got this, Amen. Now, as long as it's based on the word of God, you have to understand that. If you go to God and start talking to God and you're trying to do everything outside of the word of God, well, you're not going to do anything anyways. You know that, right? We're talking about the Bible. We're talking about getting, getting worry out of us. We're talking about how to get our prayers answered. You know, amen. But we're totally expecting God hallelujah, to honor his word. We're totally expecting him to answer our prayer. And how does he answer it? Peace. That's how you know you got it. So, well, 
How do we need? Well, it's the peace that passes us all understanding that guards your heart. It's that peace. Once you know you've got that peace on the inside of you, people say, well, I don't understand why you're not upset. I don't understand why you're not worried. I just got peace. I got peace that what God said, what is he going to do? He's going to do it. Amen? Hallelujah. God's got it. He's going to do it. It's just awesome. Amen? I just believe that I fully expect God to honor his word and to answer. Amen? We have to do that. Now let me give you number five. You guys okay? Hallelujah. We doing okay? I mean, we doing this. You guys are okay? Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said this uh, in verse six, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And that's the last one is known. Make it your request be known unto God, which simply means is you're making a thing known. You're declaring something. You're broadcasting. It's something that you're making, something that you're very evident, something that you're excited about. That's why when you pray and you're believing, hallelujah, you need to shout it out. You need to let the, all of heaven and all of earth know this is what I'm believing. You know, when, when it worries trying to bombard you and you take this and you've gone to God, by the time you get down to make it known unto God, you go, glory, God, you got it. You're going to do it. Whoa, I'm sorry. I doubted my doubt. I doubted, did this. I got, you know, tried to take the care. I'm not going to take the care. You know, First Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, casting all of your care over on the Lord because he cares for you. The Amplified Bible says, cast the whole of your care once and for all over on him and let him take care of it. Hallelujah. Amen. But you get down to making it known unto God, but it means that you've got to declare it. It means I'm going to make it known unto God. I'm going to let God say, hey, this is something very, I've got peace. So I've got the answer. Yeah, but it doesn't look, it doesn't matter. I'm thanking God. I'm excited because I got peace. I got my answer. I got peace. That's what I had to get because that's the answer of God. When he gives me his peace, he gives me his presence and his presence is everything I need. Amen? Now, let me read to you. This is the interpreted translation uh, of what this Greek scholar wrote. He said, he said, this translation is what Philippians chapter 4, 6 could actually be rendered this way when you put all of the, the Greek meanings into it. Here's what he said. He says, don't worry about anything. That means nothing at all. Amen. Instead, come before God and give him the things that concern you so that he can exchange, so he can in exchange give you what you need or desire. Be bold to strongly and passionately and fervently make your request known to God, making certain that an equal measure of thanksgiving goes along with your strong asking. You have every right to ask boldly. So go ahead and insist that God meets your need. And when you pray, be so bold that there is no doubt your prayer was heard. Broadcast it. Declare it. Pray boldly until you have the assurance that God has heard your request. And the assurance comes by the peace of God because verse 7 says, notice he said, and then the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Amen? We're always looking when we ask God, we're looking, but when we start looking to the inside and say, man, if I got peace, I know God hurt. I know God because I've got his peace, I've got his presence. And that changes everything. That stops you from looking around saying how God's going to do it. Did God do it? Is he doing it? I got peace. It's done. And now God's going to bring it to pass. And I'm going to walk it out. And I'm going to listen. 
I'm going to be led. You know, there's other things to do, but this is simply taking hold of the word of God and coming out of turmoil into peace or coming out of worry into peace about everything that you're desiring. Listen, God's got his hand. How many of you know that God's going to bring this thing to a close and God's going to handle it? Now, whenever he comes, we don't know. I mean, we've got all kinds of division in the body of Christ. You guys know that, right? There's so many people who uh, Jesus is coming back he, now, then, there. You know, who's he, when's he coming? How's he going to come? When is he going to come? Hallelujah. But you know what? It doesn't matter. When you understand his peace, you're going to have peace because you're his child, and he's going to direct it. He's going to always meet and supply all of our needs. Amen? He's going to always do that. Why? Because he's going to be God. He's not going to never leave us nor forsake us. We've got the word of God on the subject. That's the thing about it. But we can come to God and take this. So don't worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, amen, hallelujah, request. Let your request be to God. And then let them be known. And that word known means, listen, I, w- I want God to know specifically. If you do things specifically, you get specific answers. I mean, I, I mean, thank God for shotgun prayers, but I want to get specific. Amen. I want to get and know that God is working and moving. But here's the key. Once I do, it's the peace of God that passes all understanding. It took me years to get a hold of that. It took me years to get a hold because I was always praying, okay, God, now, now, okay. And then I'd turn around and say, okay, God, you can do this. It's like I, I would give it to him, then I take it back. I give it to him, and I take it back because I was trying to help him. I was trying to give him options. Just give them options, you know? I'm like, God, you could do it your way, but if I was you, I'd do it this way. God, you could do it like this, but if I was you, I might do this. You could use so-and-so. You could do this. You could do that, you know? I did. I was always like, you know what, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to, and I was always trying to, trying to, to figure out how. And so I didn't have any peace. And it wasn't until God began to speak to my heart, God began to show me things, he said, the problem with you is, is that you're trying to figure out all these things, how, and you're trying to get it out. You're, you're going to say, oh, what's happening? You're exercising faith, and you're struggling to fight this thing through. He said, that's not. Faith is a rest. He said, if you pray and you, and you get peace, then you know, I got it. And that takes all the pressure off of you. Because once you get the peace, now you've got to know the difference between peace and just getting the pressure off. If you've ever made a decision just to relieve pressure, you just gave in to the devil. Okay, you understand that? If you just, if you just made a decision to get somebody off your back, then you just, you just gave in to the devil. You've got to understand peace in your heart. Peace is here. Now, your head, it'll always try to pick it up. My head still tries to pick things up. He's all, I'm, it, it's always, my head's always thinking. It's always something, you know, if you can do this, if you do this, if you do this, if you do this, if you, it's like... I, you know, I finally realized, you know, it's never going to be quiet, so I just have to ignore it sometimes. Okay? It just doesn't. My, you know, I, I, I know guys were supposed to have nothing boxes. You know, and that's, I, I, I don't. I've never had one of those, you know. I've tried. I've tried to say, okay, how can I just be nothing? I mean, the hardest thing for me to do is sit in a chair. And if I sit in a chair for longer than 10 minutes, I go to sleep. Because that just means, I, you know, I, they, that's what my body says. Listen, we're, we're supposed to be sleeping because he's not moving. <laughs> so it doesn't, it doesn't function. Just You know, unless I'm watching something or watching. But, but even in that, even in that, I go to sleep. So it's terrible. You know, but it's like, hey. So because I'm used to going in that. That's, that's what I, but when you understand this, the biggest key, if you get this out, out of tonight's message, is that 
when I pray and I earnestly pray and I'm going to give God thanksgiving, I'm letting my request and, and I'm honoring God, the biggest thing is knowing that when I get this, I get peace. I'm looking for God's peace because that is the answer to my prayer. It's his peace. Which means whatever I've asked and I get peace on the inside and it's peace, true peace, then I know he's working on it. He's going to do it. He's going to bring it to pass because I've got his word on the subject. I've got his things on. God's going to do it. Why? Because I got peace. Well, did you get your answer? Yep, I got peace. Well, what's the answer? Peace. Well, how's God going to do it? What's he going to do? Did God tell you what he's going to do? God tell you where you're going to go? Nope, but I got peace. Well, I don't understand. You didn't get any answer. I said, yeah, I did. I got my answer. I asked him, I talked to him about it, tell him, this is what I needed. He said, yeah, I got peace. I said, yeah, he's going to hand. Well, how's he going to do that? Would he tell you what to do? No. But he gave me his peace. It's not my job to do. I'm, my job is not to do it. My job is to believe he's working on it. My job is to have faith to believe that his word is doing what his word says to That's where faith comes. I have faith in his word and I have faith in him. Now he'll direct myself. Hey, say, go here, do this. Call this person, do that. He may direct me, and i got to be led by the Spirit because he's going to show me. But my job is to stay in peace of God. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you, Lord. I just shared mine. I shared that which you've spoken to me today, that which you've spoken to me in the past. But, Father, I love you. I love you, and I praise you. And I just trust that just sharing and them, that it brings peace. That we don't worry about events. We don't. That doesn't mean that we don't know about them. That doesn't mean that we don't uh, even talk about or do things. It just simply means we're not going to get into fear. We're not going to get into worry. We're not going to fret, be concerned, or be anxious about anything. And Father, we know that in everything when we pray, even the things that we desire, you put on our heart, you're going to bring them to pass. Thank you for it, Father. I honor you and love you. Lord, thank you and praise you. We've just talked to the body of Christ tonight. And Lord, we just thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, we're going to receive this evening's tithes and offerings. Worship God with our giving. If you need an envelope, they're right there in the seat pockets in front of you. Those of you online, you know how to give. I'm going to be using my phone tonight. Hallelujah. So, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, uh, praise the Lord there. Got to pay attention. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yes, yes, and amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. What a privilege it is to sow seed. What a privilege it is to bring our tithes and offerings. Lord, thank you that you do open the windows of heaven. You will meet and supply all of our needs. You are such a great and mighty God. Thank you, Father. Thank you for each and every person that sows and gives and plants, Father. Thank you for it. Lord, we just honor you for it now. Thank you, Father, for your amazing grace. And we honor you and thank you that every need is met at Harvest Bible Church. We thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. God is good. So ushers, go ahead. Let's receive this offering here. And uh, uh, I have two announcements. One is David Husky is going to be here preaching for us while all the ladies are gone up to the retreat. And so we're going to have a good time there. He's a good friend of mine. He's coming in and we're going to be a blast. 
And uh, also, this Friday night, uh, most of the ladies are going to be gone, but Friday night prayer is going to be here. Phyllis and, and, and Brandon, her uh, grandson, they're going to be here, so Christmas going to open up the door for them. So if you want to come, Friday night prayer, 7 o'clock, come and pray and pray for our church, pray for the, the retreat, pray for the anointing and what God's doing. It's going to be good. Amen? Good, good stuff. So we're believing. We're believing that. We're believing that the ladies are just going to be supernaturally touched. All the speakers are going to speak by the Spirit of God. Something special happens when you come and uh, and allow God to be God in your life. It's like doing camps, like we're going to be doing for the youth. We're coming up with VBSs coming up. We have all kinds of things happening because we want people's lives to be touched. We want changes. We want people born into the kingdom of God. So we're believing for that. Amen. We really, truly are, truly are for that. That's why we do things. That's why we do Vacation Bible School, and that's why we're doing camps, and that's why we have guest speakers to minister to us and allow God to be God in our lives. Amen? Also, you know, we're, we are going to, our, our roof is going to be started here on the 30th of this month. Praise God. That's when they're scheduled in for everybody to come and do. Praise the Lord. So, uh, which is the plumbers and the electricians and, and then the tearing off of the roof is going to... And so, we are believing they're going to do that very quickly and then we're going to get the AC guys here and take, they're going to take the units off the roof. So, more than likely, June 4th, we won't have AC uh, unless they do a miracle and uh, get it all back on. But that's okay. We're still going to have church. We're still going to be blessed. We'll have things here. It won't be too bad because it's in the morning. So uh, biggest key is you pray for us because the preschool is not going to have air conditioning for a week. So we've got to figure them out there. But uh, we're believing it's going to get done as fast as possible it can get done. You know, it's going to cost a, a, you know, a tremendous amount of money, but it's something that we need to do. We're going to get this whole thing all fixed up, and it's never going to rain again. But other than that, we're going to be blessed. No, we're believing for rain, too. We want to, you know, not just not in the next two weeks, okay? The next three weeks, amen? So uh, you guys just keep praying, believing God with us, amen? We are believing for that. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. Those of you watching, we'll get to see you guys on, on Sunday. We love you. Be blessed. The rest of you, praise God, you're dismissed. Amen. God bless you all. <laughs>